bless you. It sure is nice to be here with you this evening. Beautiful weather the Lord gave us. Amen. So happy to be here with you. And um, just briefly, for those of you who don't know me, it's kind of odd for me to be here speaking to you at your grad. I don't live in Alberta. I don't live in Edmonton, but uh, it's an honor to speak to you grads. But for those of you who don't know me, I came from Vancouver Island. Some of you may know me when I was at Cloverdale Bible Way there for many years, but last two and a half years I've been on a Vancouver Island there in Duncan, a little church I helped start 10 years ago in Victoria, and uh, still working with that. My wife's over there. I have two kids also, a 10-year-old and a 7-year-old, a girl and uh, a boy, and I work as a gardener for the school district of Nanaimo, so I love nature. I love being outside. I'm a very simple person, a very practical person, a very odd person to come and have speak to you. I'm sure there's many other people here who could do a very good job. Uh, there's lots of other elders, and, uh, but it's an honor to speak to you, so God bless you. Congratulations. I've spoken at grads before, and it's very hard to speak at grads. It's not a church service, so please don't be... Um, it's not a church service. It's a bit different, and I don't want to be super, super long. I know some of you have kids and so forth, and I just want to keep it something meaningful. I know there's so many photos, and you all look so nice. Thank you. It's a very exciting time to graduate, right? Can I move on the whole platform? Is that okay? Thank you. Uh, it's a, a special time to graduate, right? It's so exciting. And so I've spoken at grads before, and I really don't know how much the grads remember at all, because you're just, you're just so excited to be graduating. So I was thinking about that and thinking, Lord, help me speak something that would actually sink down uh, to the fifth rib on the left side, as they say, and um, something that could be meaningful, and say it in a way that, even though you won't remember exactly what I say, you can recall the thought and recall the inspiration. So I'll try and do that as best I can tonight. And also, congratulations to um, all your family and all your friends that are here. Uh, on your slideshow, they weren't pictures of just you. They were friends, they were parents, they were grandparents. So congratulations to parents and uh, grandparents. I'm sure you're all very proud. Uh, there's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. It's a grandparent scripture. Um, Jacob comes and he meets Joseph and Ephraim and Manasseh for the first time. So, and Jacob says... Ephraim and Manasseh are mine. I love that. 
So the grandpa is taking claims of his grandkids and saying, Ephraim and Manasseh, they're mine, just like Reuben and Simeon are mine. So I really think that um, grandparents deserve more of a value. And I know it's hard. Like, <laughs> I'm 37 years old, and I'm just starting to realize how wonderful my parents were to me as I raise up my kids. And sometimes I just drive to work and I almost just start crying, you know, just thinking about, man, my parents, they sacrificed so much for me. And it, there's no way I can ever repay it. There's no way I can ever explain that, hey, it's just, mom, it's just dawning on me now how wonderful you were to me. My parents were divorced and so forth, but they provided the best life that they could for me. And uh, I just hope that um, grandparents and parents here are just feeling happy and proud and somehow that as you grow up, you can make your grandparents and your parents and friends even more proud of you. Even, of course, they are right now. And you can just see them smiling and so forth and just so excited. Okay. So what I want to speak on tonight is I want to try and take, I want to try and distill down what I wish somebody told me when I was your age in a way that I could grasp. Okay, so I'm 37 years old. I've been doing a lot of thinking about my life and pre-message, during the message, where I'm at now. I've been doing a lot of thinking. I have a 40-minute commute to drive to work, and uh, some commutes are bad, and some commutes are really good. I'm, I'm thankful. Um, it's good if you have a mind that's able to meditate and, and receive inspiration while you're doing things like driving. So I've been thinking about a lot of things, and I just think to myself, man, I wish I knew some things I knew now when I was 21, when I first became a Christian, or when I graduated from high school. I wish that there was, I wish somebody would have sat me down and that I could have grasped it. Because when you're young, you, you think you're the smartest person in the world. You think you're so talented, and you think you're a special snowflake, and the world's going to be so delicate with you. And the next thing you know, you're driving down a bus in East Hastings, and you're a drug addict, and you're looking out the window and thinking, I'm going to be a homeless person if I don't change my life quickly. But at one point, you know, I, was a, I was the grad of the year in high school. I was the captain of the basketball team. I was honor roll student. You know, all this, yeah, yeah, I'm going to... I remember I had a teacher, a history teacher, and one time during class, she just screamed out, don't be sheep led to slaughter. Don't be sheep led to slaughter. I thought, man, she's crazy. But then later on, I, oh, I, she was right. <laughs> she, could, she could see that we were just a bunch of sheep that were going to get slaughtered by the world. And part of the problem is, is that we just, uh, growing up, we are very disconnected from mentors, right? We are sent and we're with teachers for a little bit. We don't really form a relationship and so forth. And we don't grow up uh, in a great mentor, mentory society. We lack that Elijah, Elisha uh, type relationship, right? We lack that Jesus and his disciples type relationship. So it's important to us, as I'll, I'll get into this later, but it's important if you can, just find a mentor, find someone you respect and try and get around them and speak to them and so forth. And, and say, Lord, help me grasp wisdom. It's better to... Um, as David said, I'll read later here, but it says, teach me to number my days that I may apply my heart unto wisdom, right? Wisdom, that I, I can know what to do and when to do it and so forth. So I'm going to try and somehow speak to you a distilled version from 37 years of my life. It said, I wish someone told me this. And I'm not going to, you can Google things, you know, things I wish I knew when I was younger and there'll be a list of people saying, I'm not going to do it that way. I'm going to try and present to you uh, a posture, that I wish I had when I was, are you all 17? Is anybody 16? Is anybody 18? Anybody 19? No, 17, 18. I'm going to try and uh, somehow present to you not just a list of things I wish I knew, but a posture that I wish I had. I wish I wasn't, and, but of course the Lord allows all things. You know, my life was for a purpose and your life will be for a purpose also, but um, it sure is wonderful when you can say something and it changes the course of somebody's life. <laughs> so we hope we can do this tonight. Not in a church service, but just to share some wisdom. I, I think this age, what it needs more than ever is the chair-to-chair, knee-to-knee. That contact-to-contact communication and conversation and so forth. We, we need that. It's, I'm thankful for church services and conventions. That's wonderful. But that chair-to-chair, knee-to-knee, you know, intimate relationship. We lack that and social media, and plexiglass, <laughs> it's, making us, it's making us even more distance from one another, right? And uh, it's often not till calamity strikes us that we realize 
who our friends are or the fact that we need real friends, right? Um, a real friend makes a big difference. I've had a lot of friends on the surface, you know? We love you, love you, brother, brother, or whatever, but when things happen, things go sideways, the surface ones kind of disappear. And you'll find you're going to have lots of friends, and that's wonderful. And, but you'll find, as I'm finding, that friends come, friends, friends go, and they'll come back also, but your family is there. Right? It's so important to, I know our family becomes so common to us, we're around them all the time, we know their quirks and their faults, and, but your family is so important. And uh, I, I love my parents, I love my family so much. And I'm the only Christian really in my family, except for my older brother, kind of. But, and at first, I, I created such a distance from my family. And the Lord allowed that for me to form, because <laughs> I was so dis- unformed, Right? But then there's a come to time where you need to come back together also, and that's what I've been experiencing now, and I just, I just love my family so much, and so um, we'll, we'll get to that. Sorry. <laughs> I just want to make sure that I'm not missing my notes. I, I do handwritten notes. Um, every, every, I'm such a big fan of pen and paper. I don't like tablets that much. I don't like screens that much. Um, if you can get yourself a nice moleskin journal, you know, it'll really help you. <laughs> If there's one piece of advice I remember from tonight, I, I need to buy a moleskin journal, you know? <laughs> don't, don't get too much involved in, with technology. Not that I'm saying it's all bad, but uh, it's not as wonderful as, you, as we think it is. Okay, do you mind if I just look for one sec here? Um, you know, you take great care to write, and it is pretty dark. I thought I had better eyes than this. <laughs> 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 should eat more, more carrots. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord, yeah. Technology is wonderful. <laughs> this will be good for you. <laughs> okay. Praise the Lord. <laughs> it's the best of both worlds here. <laughs> okay, here we go. So I want to g- try and present to you a posture going to raise the witch? Oh, yeah, thank you. I'm pretty tall. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Is that good for you? That's wonderful. Okay. Right on. Thank you. We're going to get there. <laughs> okay. So, I want to somehow present to you this posture. And the Bible uses an expression called it the upright right? I want to help you try and be an upright young person. It's better to get upright sooner rather than later, okay? And in life, life is very odd. You're kind of shuffled around from one event to the next, one class to the next, and you were raised all Christian. I wasn't, but when I was being shuffled around from one grade to the next, one class to the next, one event to the next, it didn't make sense. Why am I doing this? But I didn't have the mind to be able to grasp why am I doing this because I was so consumed with basketball. So basketball really distracted me. I played a couple years college and so forth. Um, but when that began to fade and I realized it was just, just a game <laughs> and uh, I, when that began to fade, I, I realized how lost I was. And so it's important if you can somehow begin to have a posture in life. And so my original title for tonight was called Don't Flounder. Okay? There's a, there's a quote with the ramp and I'll tell you my other quote after. Um, flounder means to struggle or stagger helplessly or clumsily in the water or mud. Brother Ram says this in the adoption message. When we are in Christ, we have spiritual blessing. Outside of Christ, we have sensations. In Christ, we have positive blessings, not make-beliefs, not shams, not put-ons. But as long as you're trying to say that you're in the promised land and you are not, your sins will find you out. And the first thing you know, you'll find yourself floundering. And all, as we'd call it in the world, all gommed up. You'll find out that you haven't you haven't got what you're talking about. But when you're in Christ Jesus, he's promised you heavenly peace, heavenly blessings, heavenly spirit. Everything is yours. You're in the promised land and in full possession of everything. Amen. How beautiful. Amen. So we don't want to be floundering. But to say don't flounder is way too extreme because it's like saying when I play basketball, it would be like my coach saying don't miss a shot. <laughs> it's impossible not to miss a shot. Right? If I just tell you, you know, don't flounder, you know, don't, don't make a mistake. Once you leave this tent, don't make a mistake and you'll be okay. That would make you so nervous because you're bound to make mistakes, right? But there's a certain way that you can posture yourself to avoid 
unnecessary floundering, to avoid unnecessary hurts, unnecessary wasted time, unnecessary confusion, unnecessary wasted resources, unnecessary wasted steps, and so forth. Though, I, I know there's, there's so many sides to life and so many sides of Christianity. Yes, God can use all those times, right? But still, it's better to posture yourself not lazily, but with intent, with a correct posture, okay? So I want to make this super practical. I want to help you be orientated, not just tonight, but I hope some of you are there on Sunday. I want to help you be orientated. I want you to be able to recognize your position and be able to recognize what direction to head, okay? So we're going to be working on that this whole weekend. So I want to read a scripture. This is where it came to me. Like I said, I don't want to be super long. But in Ephesians 3, I was driving to work, and in Ephesians 3, it said this, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height, and to know the love of Christ Jesus, which passeth knowledge, that ye may be filled with all the fullness of God. So I was listening to that scripture while driving my car, and here's one tip. It's very good to always put yourself in positions to receive good inspiration. Okay, so I was, just, I was listening to the audio Bible, it's daily audio Bible for the year, and it was, it was Paul was saying this, and this inspiration struck me, and it's, I'm not even saying this is what Paul was saying, but it's the inspiration that struck me, I don't believe it's necessarily contrary to Paul. But when he's talking about the breadth, and the height, and the depth, and the length, I began to see something of how to formulate for you, how to articulate a very practical way for you to be able to check your posture on a regular basis, to avoid floundering, right? There's nothing worse than floundering and not knowing why you're floundering and not knowing how to stop it. Some people will spend their whole life just, you know, in the mud, you know, oh, this went wrong and that went wrong and this went sideways and I don't know why, right? So I want to help you, okay? As best I can. And like I said, this is what I wish someone would have sat down with me, in a nutshell, okay? And I wish I could have been able to grasp it. Because you don't want, there's a quote, it's Thomas Merton says, you don't want to be climbing a ladder of success and then find out once you get to the top, your ladder is against the wrong wall, okay? You want to be correctly positioned and be be heading up the right direction. And it's better to start, if you haven't started already, it's better to just, let's start tonight. Lord, help me have a correct posture. Help me have a correct orientation, so we're going to be very practical tonight, okay? I want, you to, I want you to be able to memorize this. And so, not memorize, but to recall it easily. So we're going to start with breadth. Another translation says width. So can you go like this, COVID style? <laughs> All right, six feet, two meters. Okay, just start with that. We're going to start with that. Speaking of posture, we're, just, we're, we're starting with where you are. Just think of breadth, okay? To avoid floundering, think of breadth. Think of right now, who's beside you? Right? Look, look who's beside you. And don't ever take this for granted. Like, why, why aren't you in Greenland? Why aren't you in Liechtenstein? It's a real country. Maybe not a real pronunciation. Okay? But just think of those who are around you right now. We take for granted those who are around us. We think, well, you know, these are just, these are just the people. No, these are the people God put beside you. And we take it for granted sometimes. Like, the wealth of knowledge and resources and everything that's right in this room and also whoever's, not just tonight, but whoever you rub shoulders with. Amen. It's amazing, but if we're not in a posture to recognize that, you won't receive it. There's an old quote, right? When the student is ready, the teacher appears. If the stu- student always remains arrogant, the teacher might not appear. There needs to be a, a, a posture to be able to receive instruction. So recognize who is around you. Recognize that it's a miracle. Recognize that it's a blessing. Recognize that God had a purpose in it. Right? Recognize that it's so important to these people that I rub shoulders with. They may be Christians, they may be not, but God put them by your way. I find in the message we can be very poor at dealing with non-message people. (laughs) We don't know how to communicate with them very well. Right? We need to, God, give me wisdom to communicate with those who I rub shoulders with at work and so forth. I was... I started a, a job, I, I worked for the school district as a gardener, and um, so very first day, they put me in with my seven guys, and my, I'm in the grounds division, so, you know, playgrounds, all this kind of stuff, and the very first day, you know, some guys are cursing God and so forth, and I thought, wow, this is going to be super interesting, <laughs> you know, God give me wisdom, 
but I find after two and a half years of being there, the one who was the most vocal against God, he's the first guy to buy a Bible. <laughs> he sent me a picture of, of uh, I ordered this from Amazon. It just, just arrived. So praise the Lord. Yeah. You know, it's just these people we rub shoulders with and sometimes you think, well, you know, they're, they're cursing God, you know. Hiya! <laughs> sometimes they just need a little bit of love. Stretched out. A little bit of wisdom. Somebody to say to them, you know what, those are... That's a good question. I don't have the answer. I'm not going to pretend I have the answer. I wonder the same thing. I have the same struggle. I'm a Christian and I'm not perfect either. Right? So breath. When you're, when you're floundering in some, some time, just check who's beside you. Are, are you being mindful of those who are around you? Are you being mindful of your coworkers? Or are you, are you always blaming those around you that it's their fault that you're in your condition? It's a surefire way to start floundering is by blaming other people. Right? There's a scripture again. I want to read in the book of Ephesians. You don't have to turn there. You don't have a Bible. But, um, actually, sorry. I want to read in Matthew. I think sometimes that we don't realize how powerful it is, the things Jesus said, and how sometimes we fall short, but we fall short sometimes by forgetting that Jesus even said these things. He said, You have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to those that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son, son to rise on the evil and on the good, on the just and on the unjust. For if you love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans do the same? Hallelujah. Those around you, those who persecute you, <laughs> pray for them. <laughs> Bless them. <laughs> oh my Lord, help me have that posture, right? Lord, help me receive. I mean, God himself came down and he said that. How wonderful is that? Amen. He came down and rubbed shoulders with us and said, this is the way to do it. This is the way not to flounder. Ye have heard it said, but I say unto you, oh Lord Jesus, let me have a posture like that. And also, think of breath, you think of the cross, right? You don't always have to defend yourself, right? Sometimes, as I said, just bring the nails, amen? Just bring the nails. I don't, always, I don't always have to defend my reputation, right? Oh, no, that's not the way it was, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes just bring the nails. Father, forgive them, right? That's the posture I want. I want a, I want a posture like the Lord Jesus. I want a pos- posture like Stephen. It threw stones at him. People will throw tweets at you, right? They'll make nasty comments on, on your whatever it is nowadays. I don't know what you use, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> but people will have nasty comments. You don't need to defend yourself, right? Especially if you're doing, if you're doing something good. Lord, Father, forgive them. Right. Amen? Posture. Breath. Hallelujah. Yeah. We're going to keep going. Can you point with me some more? Length. Can you point like kind of forward and backward at the same time? Are you that talented? <laughs> forward and backward, kind of. <laughs> it's kind of like the Egyptian, you know, walk like the Egyptian, kind of. <laughs> Sorry. Raised, raised in the world. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> forward and backward. Think of time. It's important to realize life did not just begin with you. There's things that came before you. And it's important to realize that and be grateful. Be grateful for your parents. Be grateful for your grandparents. You know, like some of you, a lot of you have grandparents. What a marvelous thing it is to grandparents. What a marvelous thing it is to have grandparents or parents that love the Lord. Wow, that's amazing. Whether or not they're perfect, it doesn't matter. As time goes on, you'll realize you're not perfect either. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) The sooner the better. (laughs) Uh, it's imp- but it's important to realize, one, you came from somewhere, the world came from somewhere, and it's important to have a very balanced understanding of what came before you, not like all of the harsh uh, ideologies nowadays, right, that are trying to destroy and rewrite history as if certain things didn't happen, as if everything was bad, and as if there wasn't some good that, that other people did before us, right? It's a very ungrateful attitude, burn everything. Yeah, it's all bad. It's all of it. I'm not even going to get into certain terminologies they have, maybe on Sunday a little bit, but 
you know, destroy everything. Well, do you still want running, do you still want running water? Yeah, yeah, we still want running water. <laughs> do you still want medical services? Yeah, yeah, we still want medical services. Well, be grateful that somebody set these things up for us, right? We can say all we want, we can say all we want about police, this and that, but if you're in trouble, you're calling 911, <laughs> right? Oh, Lord, help us be more humble. And let me have a concept of going forward, okay? Aim, learn to aim. I mean, I didn't aim that well because I thought, you know, the rapture is going to be tomorrow or something. I came into the message in 2004, and the rapture could be in a couple years. It could be next week. It could, right? We don't know, but it could be a long time. So learn to aim and to plant your potatoes, and whether you harvest them or not, it doesn't matter. But time could go on, and like, I'm 37 now. I mean, who came into the message in like the 70s and they thought, you know, brother, it could be any day, I'm not, you know? But it, time goes on, and we don't know. So it's important to aim, set some goals, and then progress towards them. If you want to be a carpenter, buy a hammer. Right? <laughs> Practice going like this. <laughs> right? You aim and you start and you progress little by little. Okay? It's, it's so important to have a goal and aim towards it and so forth. It's important to learn to sacrifice. Because if you, if you want to be, I mean, if you don't plant a garden, how do you expect to reap a harvest? Yeah. Right? Learn to be a futurist. Right, length, right? So you might, you, you're going to forget a lot of what I say, but you'll be able to go, yeah, forward, yeah? Yeah, back, yeah, sideways. And you can add to what I'm saying. Okay, but learn to be a futurist. The future is not as mysterious as we think it is. If you conduct yourself a certain way in now, cause and effect, it's going to be a certain way in the future. Right? Life is not as mysterious as we think it is. You plant a tree, a certain seed, and you don't take care of it, it's probably going to die. You plant a seed, you take care of it, it's probably going to grow and flourish, and you'll be able to harvest some squash or whatever it is. My wife's a wonderful gardener. I'm not a huge fan of vegetables. A lot of people who meet me, they think, Brother Kyle, he loves the earth. He's so garden in nature. He just loves vegetables. I'm not a huge fan, but <laughs> I wish I was. But my wife took me on the garden the other day. She said, Kyle, you got to see this. And she went, and she, she wanted to, me to see her pull up this huge turnip. Turnips are beautiful. Who's, who's ever... Who's ever... <laughs> who's ever... Who's ever pulled up a turnip and just been like, oh, this is amazing. This is one of the most beautiful things I've seen in my life. Right? I was gonna, I was gonna, I wanted to bring each of you a turnip. <laughs> right? It's beautiful. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean I like the taste of it. But, <laughs> but they're beautiful. But you don't get a beautiful turnip if you don't plant it. Right? So you don't want time to go by. You don't want to be, you know, 30, 40, 50 necessarily. Like, man, like, I'm not, things aren't, I'm not, I'm floundering. <laughs> Why are you floundering? Because you didn't aim, set goals, and work towards you can honestly achieve almost anything with God's help, of course. I know that I don't want you to think I'm missing out on that side, okay? There's that side, obviously, but we only have a few minutes. <laughs> but you can accomplish almost anything that God puts in your heart. The desire of your heart is limitless. And don't let, like, I mean, I, I have a, I have a, I'm so glad God gave me a job because I, I have my trades papers in horticulture. A, a, a non-Christian said, Kyle, pick some schooling, I'll pay for it. Right? I was working for him, and I said, well, I'll get my trades papers in horticulture. And, I have a wonderful government job I'm very thankful for, but now that I'm there, I think, man, I could have aimed higher. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> I, I didn't even aim or try that hard, right? But you, you get there just by applying yourself a little bit. If you do nothing, you won't get nowhere. You apply yourself a little bit. It's amazing where you can get, naturally and spiritually. Amen? Set an aim. Find somebody you admire their character. How do they get that way? Nobody gets godly Christian character by doing nothing. Amen. Right? They're not watching Teletubbies all day or whatever, right? <laughs> they're, 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 they're doing something. <laughs> Are Teletubbies even around? I don't know. <laughs> it's, I, I apologize for being somewhat like, like maybe irrelevant to the 2020, you know? I've been in youth meetings before, and it's like, you know, you, you know, they talk about, like, Wayne Gretzky or something, and the young people are like, who, who's Wayne Gretzky? Or, like, right? Or who is uh, all these old people? But you, you get the point, okay? So length, okay? Backwards and forwards, let, let's say. 
It's very important to avoid floundering. You need to have a concept of that. Is that okay? Like I said, I, I want to make this practical so when you leave, you, you're going to forget a lot of Go like this. How, how, what am I doing side to side? How am I treating my mom and my dad? How am I treating my sister? How am I treating my brother? Right? How do I, how am I, what's my concept of the past? What's, what's my concept of my past mistakes? Am I beating myself up? Because you need to be able to not to live under condemnation also. Amen. We'll get, we'll get into that more on Sunday because I find in the message too many people are dealing with shame and guilt and condemnation way too long. So Lord willing, more on, more that on Sunday. But we need to aim. We need to progress. We need to move, move forward. Yeah, we're living in Satan's Eden. It's evil. It's evil, 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 evil. Of course, but God put us here. We can't just be evil, 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 bad, 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 evil, 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 bad, bad, bad. God put us here. Right? And he's not trembling. Like, like Right? There's a purpose and there's a plan. And so let's work with it. <laughs> Amen. He's not terrified. Oh, he's looking for people to walk with. But he needs people with a certain posture. Right? Like, uh, when you have, when you, you know what I mean. A certain kind of posture attracts God. A certain kind of posture repels him. Right? So we need to have a certain kind of posture that he doesn't want to destroy. <laughs> when, he, when he looks at me, I don't want him to think, man, he needs a, kind of needs a flood, you know? <laughs> right? When he looks at me, I want, I want him to think, I would just love to go fellowship with Kyle right now. Right? Look at him. He's in his car or wherever he is. He's just thinking about me. He's meditating upon, about me. Hallelujah! Somebody I can fellowship with about. But it takes a certain kind of posture. Okay, we won't be much longer, okay? Next is depth. So can, you, can you point down to the ground? Is that okay? Where John spilt juice? This point <laughs> okay, depth. It's, it's important to have a, con- a, a posture and a concept towards death. Depth and death. <laughs> dust you are and dust you shall return. Okay, if the rapture, if you don't go by the way of the rapture, you'll go by the way of the grave. And, there's, oh, there's, and there's, uh, for all the things I'm saying, there's so much more to them that you can add yourself, right? But you are from the ground and you are, you are fragile, <laughs> right? Be careful with your life. Don't risk, uh, don't put yourself in unnecessary danger. Don't beat and bash your body for nothing. Lord, you gave me this body. You gave me this life. And you're all, you're beautiful. You're all healthy and handsome and praise the Lord, None of you that I can see have some like major crippling disease or anything. You can all walk and talk and think. It's amazing. And we take that for granted sometimes. And so with this life that you, God gave you, depth, when I, think, when I think down, I think be humble. The way up is down. Amen? And so it's important for us to be humble. And this is an age that completely lacks humility, especially humility amongst the youth, myself included. Like I'm 37, so I'm kind of old, kind of young, right? And I said, God, I, I know I lack humility also. And it's so important for us to be humble. Paul said in Romans 12 that no man should think of himself more highly than he ought. Right? And, I, and I'm guilty, of, I think, a, a lot of myself. <laughs> but Lord, don't let me think more high. You know, it's a struggle. To recognize his postures doesn't mean it's not a struggle. It's not easy. You know, being humble is easy, you know? Being, being humble, it's no problem, you know? It's <laughs> It's just like ice skating downhill. It's just easy, you know? It takes all these postures, it's you know, depth, it's, right, or width. It's not easy to forgive your enemies, right? To, pr- to pray for those who persecute you, that's easy. It's not. It takes some effort. It takes a little bit of crucifixion of the flesh, right? Do I want to bless those who curse me in my flesh? Not really, right? I mean, c- come, come on, be honest. Are you all angels? Right? Sometimes you want to grab the biggest stick, right? <laughs> but Lord, help me in my humanity. Let, let there be more Christ in me. Let me be humble. This is an age where it's so important as you go forth into the workforce or into university, just be humble. Some of you are going to the workforce, some of you are going to university. Be humble with your professors and so forth. Be humble. Be willing to learn. Even, even if they're wrong in certain things, receive the good. Amen? Receive the good. Oh my, there's so much about being humble. I, I, wish, I wish I knew when I was your age. I wish someone tap, sat me down and said, Kyle, it's important that you be humble. It's important that you recognize those who are around you. There's, I've had so many people come into my life that I wasted the opportunity because I lacked depth. I lacked humility. Right? Just, you know, I'm so smart or whatever, so spiritual or whatever. I just wasted the opportunity of somebody who could have said something to me. They, they're at my house. They're sitting on my couch. 
but I wasted it by lacking, humi- lacking depth. So it's important as you go forth. I mean, there's a scripture I love in, the, in Proverbs 17. It's too dark for me to see here. What is that? <laughs> but it says like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. I, I kind of remember it. <laughs> but it says like, even a fool is counted wise if he keeps his mouth cu- shut. Yeah. Right? Sometimes just be quiet. You know what I mean? And your coworkers, your professors, they're like, man, this guy's really wise. <laughs> right? So it's just so good. God, help me be humble. Yeah. Don't be an information volunteer. Right? Yeah. Don't be a one-upper. Yeah. It's, like I, it's like, you know, I can be a one-upper, you know? Oh, I just had this wonderful vacation. Well, I had a wonderful vacation. You know? <laughs> oh, I just got this new house. Well, I got a new house, and it's even bigger. Don't be a one-upper. <laughs> rejoice in what others rejoice in. And if they don't ask you, don't worry about it. Just rejoice in them. Learn to be a good interviewer. Learn to be a good encourager, whether they they do it to you or not. That's wonderful, brother. I'm so glad for you. You got that promotion. or Wow, you you got a B-plus on your psychology exam, and you're moving. That's wonderful. And if they don't ask you, don't worry. (laughs) Just praise God. Amen? Be happy for others' success. (laughs) And even if they succeed more than you. What does it matter? Amen? As long as, as long as you try and maintain your posture not to flounder. There's people who are doing much better than me financially or this or that or whatever. They have a much nicer house. That's fine. But I'm so glad for what God's done for me. Brother uh, Ed's been to my house. Ethan's been to my house. It's a little rancher there in Duncan. It's old and needs work, but praise God, I have a turnip in the backyard. <laughs> praise God. <laughs> so have some depth the last part on depth is don't be afraid of hard work right sometimes we say uh, God said um, you shall work by the sweat of the brow but that's not what the Bible says it says by the sweat of the face right and this is an age where people are afraid of hard work you may progress into an office job that's fine but don't be afraid to pick up a shovel sometimes be, learn, be not afraid of hard work and when you do it, don't kill yourself. <laughs> be more of a craftsman than a grunt. You know what I mean? If you, if you ever get around, get around a craftsman one time. Somebody who's a good carpenter, somebody who's a good mechanic or something. Watch them work. Watch them work smart, right? And hard. <laughs> don't be afraid of sweat. We had a young man from the church one time working with us, and he stopped. He said, I'm sweating. I was like, that's what work is. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? We're doing like landscaping and gardening. Like, what do you, like? <laughs> Everybody's trying to get away from the curses, right? Sweat, sorrow and childbearing, right? Everybody, <laughs> you know, all that, anyways. <laughs> Everybody's trying to get away from the curses. Death, everybody's trying to get away from these, right? Because <laughs> there's something, even if people don't know what's in the Bible, people know there's something that God's put and they're trying to escape. They're trying to dodge. Everybody knows, whether they know it or not, that God's real. And there's something going on. Whether they want to admit it or not, most people just spend their whole life running, but they know. (laughs) There's something inside of them that knows, and their subconscious that knows. Amen? So I'm so glad, not just here, but here, but in the forefront, I know God's real. (laughs) Whether I feel him in my flesh or not, it does not matter. That's That's another thing about depth. Forgive me. Don't always rely on feelings. Let your Christianity be deeper than just relying upon feelings. Let your Christianity be deeper than just relying upon a powerful service. Those are wonderful. I love feelings. You know, hair on the neck, whatever. That's wonderful. But let your Christianity go deeper than that. Whether you feel anything, whether you see anything, just like, I, I, I believe God. My faith, your faith, is not dependent upon mental faith. It's something deeper than that. Our mind is where the greatest battle of our thoughts is taking place. It's not always a wonderful place. But deeper is more solid. Deeper is more consistent. So go depth. Go deep. Let the Lord go into that first door of your heart on the right. Does anybody know what it's called? Brother Ram says, the first door in your heart to the right. You open it up. Pride. Let the Lord go in there. Amen? Let the Lord work on your pride and so forth. <laughs> we all have pride. I'm talking about the, the negative pride. It's good to take pride in your work. That's the positive side. And every topic, there's so many angles, right? Isn't it amazing? (laughs) You can can say this, and this, that's true, and this, and that. Hallelujah. Last part, okay? Height. 
You want to point, you can point up? Height, wonderful. So remember we have breadth or width, we have length, we have depth, and we have height. This one, in some ways, I'm going to spend the least amount of time on, but in some ways it is, in some ways, the most important. But don't lose your sense of the sacred. This world is so secular, it's so worldly, it's becoming more and more anti-God. Don't let that infect you. You're going to be in university. How many of you are in university again? Three? Four? Four of you? Right? The universities especially. Colleges will be a bit different. But universities are even stronger in their trying to get a hold of your mind and your way of thinking, especially if you're in English and if you're in those kind of classes. If you're in the trades, it's a bit different. You're not dealing with that many philosophers necessarily. <laughs> and some of them, yeah, you just don't, Lord, don't let me lose my love for you, my awareness of you, my reality of you, Lord Jesus. Don't let me lose the ability to lift up mine eyes from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Let prayer like incense go up from me. Whether I'm on my knees or not, learn to just pray. Driving your car, walking on the street, Learn that he's, he loves fellowship. Amen. He's craving for it. Like I said, you're in your car and you're just thinking about him. There's so many times, if you listen to the message, Brother Bram says, I was driving in my car, I was thinking about this, and he drew near. <laughs> he wasn't driving in his car on his knees, facing backwards. Right? <laughs> right? Learn to be someone who can pray. Let incense go up wherever you are. Amen. Right? When you go home tonight, you're, in, you're lying in your bed, you think, you know, oh, I, I, just let incense go up. If you don't want to flounder, up. Let prayer go up. And not just, you know, just, sometimes just, Lord, I'm struggling. Lord, I have this problem. This is really bugging me. I feel like I, if you don't do something, you know, I'm really going to flounder and worse. He's, bring that to him. He loves that. Oh, I don't, so many of us try and hide our problems when it's obvious, we all have problems. If I were to spend a day with any of you, I'm sure I'd get a sense of some of your problems. Or you with me. Like, wow, Kyle has problems. <laughs> but I bring them before the Lord. And I hope you bring them before the Lord also. Hallelujah. Up. Amen? And it, there's, there's so much of this too, is recognize, in a sense, don't lose your respect for authorities too, those that are above you. Mom and dad, your foreman, your teacher. If you can't respect the man, Brother Bram says, respect the office. Don't lose that. It's so easy because you, you see the man, you attack the office. But the, the office, there's something about it. I, I tell my kids, I'm sorry, I don't want to talk about politics, but I don't, I don't like our current prime minister, but I tell my kids, if you, walk, if you walk down the street, I'd invite them over for coffee. You know what I mean? Why? It's because there's something about the office. That it, it's, it's so important that we maintain respect some way, somehow, for the office and pass that down to our children also. But most importantly, that we don't lose our respect for the Lord Jesus. Yeah. Amen? That's, in some ways, that's the most key one where if you lose that, you'll start floundering. And it, but if you, if you have all four of these going in any circumstance, rather than flounder, you're probably going to flourish. If you have depth going for you, you have breadth going for you, you have height going for you, you have length, you're probably going to flourish, regardless of the circumstances. I'll, I'll just end with this. There's a man named Joseph in the Bible. At 17 years old, you find him. Oh, I, our society robs us of this, but we, we saw it here tonight. Joseph was involved in a family business, taking care of his father's sheep. Wasn't that wonderful seeing a family all together working? How often do you see that nowadays? Right? And we, we, we lose that. Right? But Joseph was a man who had all four of these things going. And whether he was with his father, or whether he was with Potiphar, or whether he was in the prison, or whether he was with Pharaoh, he flourished. Why? Because he had depth. Breath. I mean, he was taking care of the prisoners. And I'm sure it was the best prison to be in. I doubt Joseph was mistreating them. Right? And he had length. He knew the sun and the stars and the moon were going to bow to him. He had length. He knew there'd be seven years of good and seven years of bad. Let's store up now. Where some are like, oh, times are good, times are good. Let's just buy everything. Woo! You need more length. Lord, let me store up grain in my own life. 
let me store up spiritual revelation for dry times. Let me just store up natural goods for dry times also. Have a couple hundred dollars, couple thousand dollars in the bank account if things go dry. Because length, right? Good times may come, bad times may come. So Joseph was a man we see at 17 years old. Already he had this certain kind of character, a certain kind of love for his father. Right? And the ability to work, <laughs> to keep his father's sheep. Right? So you're 17 and 18. Just, Lord, I know Joseph was a perfect type of Christ, we say. And that's, maybe you and I, will, we won't be a Joseph, but we can be like Joseph. You and I might, you and I probably won't have such a global impact. But don't let your, just because you don't have a global impact, don't neglect your community impact. True? A lot of people do nothing in their community because they think I'm doing nothing globally. But you can't do something globally if you don't do something in your community. Right? A lot of people, they want to get behind the pulpit, but there's no ministering in their daily life. There's no influence at their school but they want to get in the pulpit. Minister to those around you. Minister in situations when nobody's streaming. Whether you're a guy or a girl. Right? You're living epistles read and known of all men. Are you going to make mistakes? Absolutely. Learn to be a good repenter. This is an age where it said, be zealous therefore and repent. Right? This is the, the zeal of the hour is repentance. And repentance in this age is looked upon as weakness. Right? The ability to say, I was wrong, is looked, upon, is looked upon as weakness, and forgiveness is looked upon as weakness. So that's the influence of the world. But let our influence come from the Lord Jesus. Amen? So I hope you can remember something tonight. Even if you, you don't, just, just stand in your bedroom. If you think, I'm, I'm going through a hard time, you know, things aren't going like I thought, just think, how am I treating those around me? What's my depth like? What's my life with God like? Am I even making any plans? Right? And I, I, I believe that if you do that, you'll f avoid unnecessary floundering and you'll have a lot more purposeful flourishing. Wherever you are. <laughs> so I wish the best for you. Thank you for letting me speak to you. Hopefully something helped you and uh, we'll try and continue on with some of this on Sunday, Lord willing. So again, thank you to everybody for allowing us to come and speak to you. If you're opening up your property, it's wonderful. So God bless you. Thank you very much. I'll turn it over to back to the one of the two MCs. God bless you richly. was wonderful. <laughs> he came to me while Sister Kezia was doing her speech, and he said, how long do I have? And I said, Sunday starts at 10 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> so you can thank him for being short, if, but uh, we're thankful to the Lord Amen. to take those words. Those are good words. I don't, I don't want to add to them, just that you would remember that. As he said, not that you have to memorize them, but remember that inspiration. What is it? The height, the breadth, the depth, the length, right? What are you affecting around you? That's good for all of us. Amen. Amen. I don't want to prolong it any longer. It's getting late, so. Um, but I will invite a brother who's much better than singing, uh, singing than I am to sing another a cappella song that he has on his heart. I know he has one or two or three or four. And, uh, and then we'll be dismissed and let the evening go. There's still some dessert in the back. And you're welcome to help yourself in a fellowship once Brother John dismisses. Brother John. Let's all stand together, just change our position a little bit. How many enjoyed that? Amen. We'll just sing the, the anchor holds. I was thinking of something that's stable and true and that's it was such a good service just to stabilize you.
I'll sing that song. The anchor holds. He's our anchor. The anchor holds. Though the ship is battered, the anchor holds. Though the sails are torn, I have fallen on my knees as I face. The raging seas, the anchor holds in spite of the storm. We'll sing that chorus again. The anchor holds, though the ship is battered, the anchor holds. I have fallen on my knees as I face the raging seas. The anchor holds in spite of the storm, and I pledge allegiance to the Lamb. With all my strength, with all I am, and I will seek to honor His command. I pledge allegiance to the Lamb. Now the years have come and the years have gone, but the cause for Jesus still goes on. And now our time has come to count the cost. To reject this world, to embrace the cross. So one by one, let us live our lives for the one who died to give us life until that trumpet sounds on that final day. Let us proudly stand and boldly say that I pledge allegiance to the Lamb. With all my strength, with all I am, and I will seek to honor His command. I pledge allegiance to the Lamb.